The Celtics, bro. Ah, oh, the Celtics, man. Ah, I wanted to make this video last night, but the Celtics pissed me off that much. They pissed me off that much. Um, objectively, they just look bad right now, and it's not getting any better with what's being said in the media by certain players on the team. Um, if you didn't know, the Boston Celtics blew a 19-point lead that they had late in the third quarter last night against the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls, very good team. Shout out to them for fighting back in that game, not giving up. DeMar DeRozan was incredible. We're going to get to the Bulls. But I got a lot to say about the Celtics because they look they look trash right now. Like, that's the best way to explain it. They look terrible. Uh, Marcus Smart is saying things in the media that probably shouldn't be said towards the media. Even though we're going to get into what he said, I understand what he was trying to say. Probably could word it a little better. And overall, the product of the Boston Celtics on court does not look bad. It's not just this game. It's pretty much every game this season. They haven't looked good. So... As a resident Celtics fan on this YouTube platform, we're going to have to talk about how the Celtics are in shambles. So let's go ahead and dive into, first, what Marcus Smart had to say in the media. As you can see on screen, Marcus Smart had some words to say to the media last night after the game. Basically, he says, quote, I would just like to play basketball. Every team knows we're trying to go to Jason and Jalen. Every team is programmed and studied to stop Jason and Jalen. I think everybody's scouting report is to make those guys pass the ball they don't want to pass the ball. Now, this was the main quote that was plastered on ESPN and NBA sites and stuff like that. Was this quote right here, and they cut it off right there. He had some more things to say. Basically said that's something that they're going to have to learn. They're still learning. We're proud of the progress they are making, but they're, gonna, but they're going to have to make another step to find ways to not only create for themselves, but create for others on this team to open up the court for them. And then he basically went on to say that, you know, they're gonna have to take tough shots down the stretch, but they're gonna have to learn how to defer to others, which I understand what, what Marcus Smart is trying to say, because this is something that I've kind of been saying, that um, that's really the development of these two guys' game. I think especially Jason Tatum, I think he has more play, a, more of a playmaking ability than, than Jalen Brown does. And it's becoming, you know, more than I don't want to say one-trick ponies, but that's kind of what they are. They, they're shot creators. They create for themselves, not really great at creating for others. This, this stat was pretty telling. I seen this last night. It says, fewest assists per game by a player that's taking 20-plus shots a game this season. And two of the six players on this list are Brown and Tatum. And they play for the same team. And they have the ball in their hands the majority of the time that they're on the court. And the Celtics team, they don't have a traditional playmaker. Like, Dennis Schroeder is more of an attack guard. He's more of a scoring guard. Marcus Smart is like a 3 and D wing, essentially, who tries to playmake. And is probably the best playmaker that this team has. Or maybe it's Al Horford. I don't know. Team is lacking playmaking. And when you don't have that guard, you got to look at your guys that have the ball in their hands all the time to really step up in the playmaking role. And they haven't gotten to that so far. But that's not the main issue with this team. One of the main issues with this team... One, guys aren't hitting open shots. I think Marcus Smart's shooting like terrible from the field this season. Um, Josh Richardson last night, he missed a bunch of open shots. Guys are missing shots. Guys are missing shots outside of JB and JT. Al Horford's been cool. But the main thing about this team, defensively, they are terrible. They're probably the worst defensive team in the league. I don't know if statistically they are. I know they're near the bottom. But they've been pretty garbage on the defensive side of the ball this season. Like, that's... You can't understate that. They've been bad on the defensive side of the ball. And this is a team that doesn't really have any weak links defensively. I don't think Jason Tatum's a great defender, but I don't think he's bad either. Um, they have guys that can defend. They're just objectively bad on the defensive side of the ball. 
And it's crazy because in Spurs last night's game, you seen the defensive potential. They were, you know, making it tough on Zach Levine. Alonzo Ball was having a bad game shooting the ball. Really, DeMar DeRozan was the only guy that they didn't have an answer for, you know, throughout the first three quarters. And then all of a sudden, it just fell apart. It completely fell apart. And the Bulls, I think at one point, it was a 29-9 run. They ended up outscoring the Celtics like 37-11 to in the fourth quarter. And it it was hard to it was very hard to watch. It was very hard to watch. And I got a lot of questions about rookie Celt rookie head coach for the Celtics, Ime Udoka. I have a lot of questions about he's young he's young in the head coaching game. This is his first season. He's only like seven games in. And I think it would be it's normal to have questions about a young head coach, especially when you're off to a two and five start. But one, this team defensively is not good. When you have defensive pieces, I don't know if that's schematics or maybe we're overrating these guys as defenders, but it's something. Um, number two, if you're up pretty much 20 points at home, you know, late in the third quarter, and the team starts to go on the run, it a lot of that's really due to coaching, man. A lot of that's due to coaching. At one point, you want to call a timeout, set something up for your best player, you know, set something up for Tatum, set something up for Brown. Didn't do that. This team, the Celtics team, has had a lot of trouble closing games just so far this season, a lot of trouble closing games. First game against the Knicks, had to lead in the overtimes. Couldn't close it out. Um, couple games against the Washington Wizards, could not close those games out, especially the one Sunday night in D.C. They could not close that game out. They were up like six points with like under two minutes left, and they couldn't close that game out. Um, this team struggles rebounding the ball, which is weird because they run two bigs, you know, and you know, the majority of their lineups were Al Horford and Robert Williams. It's just not looking... Look, I, I was not super high on the Celtics coming into the season. A lot of people were, and I was kind of wondering, like, I think they got better, but I'm not really, like, high on this team as being real threats in the Eastern Conference. Did not think it would be this piss poor. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Um, I would just, like, it's crazy because offensively last night, I loved the way Jason Tatum was playing. He was in attack mode. That's the Jason Tatum I like to see. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. You know, it's like they got up 20 and they just kind of got comfortable. And shout out to the Bulls. The Bulls are that good of a team, man. I was preaching to people before the season. I don't see why people were so low on the Bulls. The DeMar DeRozan um, skeptics that said that this was the worst signing in free agency in this past offseason, they look dumb as hell right now because DeMar DeRozan has at times been the best player on the floor for the Chicago Bulls on the offensive side of the floor. At times, he's been the best player on the floor. Um, it sucks that Patrick Williams got hurt for this team, but guys like Javante Green have been very valuable. Derrick Jones Jr. had a good game last night. Uh, Tony Bradley was really good for this team, and that's good because Vucevic has been bad, which is something that's been very surprising. I, I really like this Bulls team a lot, and the way that the Celtics are playing right now, I hate it. And it, it sucks seeing the, the media now getting involved, you know, people saying stuff to the media. That shit, that shouldn't be said outside of the locker room, bro. Even though I understand what Smart wants to, what he was wanting to say, but you can't give the media that fuel because then they're gonna take stuff out of out of hand. And the media, they form stories how they want to form it. That's how that's what the media does, bro. I'm a journalism major, like that's what the media does. They make the public think of a story in their eyes. Like that's pretty much what the media does. And you know, quotes like that that can really you know separate a locker room, which is not a good sign. Yeah, the season are in shambles, and I personally don't see it getting better anytime soon, man. Um, 
yeah, and I don't think there's I don't think there's a move that's gonna be made or something like this team is just objectively bad right now. That's all that's all I got. They're objectively bad right now. And it's not looking bright for them. They're probably the most disappointing team in the NBA so far this season, I would say. Because there's so much talent on both sides of the floor. And really on each side of the floor, it really hasn't been fluent, man. It's a lot of... Same as last season, bro. Same as last season. Um, a lot of JB and a lot of JT. Talented offensive scores, But no fluidity in the offense. Um, guys missing open shots. There's just not a lot of, you know... That, there's not a lot of value in, in basketball like that. Why do you think it was so hard for James Harden to win in Houston? Because it was really all dependent on him, you know, creating everything. And that's similar to the Celtics team. It's dependent on these two guys creating offense. Like, prime example, second quarter, the seeds went down by like seven. And then all of a sudden, Jalen Brown got going offensively. He got them back into the game. Nobody else really did anything offensively. It was him that got them back into the game. That's just... That's how the Celtics team is. That's how they were last season. If Jason Tatum was scoring 30, 40, 50 points, they weren't winning games. They weren't winning games. So it looks like not a lot has changed so far seven games into the season. It's a long season, but the first seven games, not been promising for the Celtics. Uh, now that my Celtics rant is over, uh, I want to shed some light on some guys that have been playing great basketball. And Paul George has been great. The Clippers haven't been great. But they would probably be the worst team in the league if they didn't have PG on the floor. They would probably be the worst team in the league. He is so he's so good in these situations. I, I feel like when, um, you know, like last postseason, he was able to turn it up when Kawhi went out. It's like when the pressure kind of got more on him, he, he answered. And I like that from Paul George. I like seeing that. And he's somebody that has been very elite this season. I believe he's near the top in scoring. He's like number one in steals in the league. And I remember the other night when they played Portland, they ended up losing by like 15, 20 points. But at one point, the Clippers had 83 points in the, like, some point in the fourth quarter, they had a total of 83 points. PG had 42 of those 83. He had over half of the points by the time he got subbed out late in that game. Guys got to step it up for the Clippers, man. I got to, I want to see Reggie Jackson hoop like he was in the playoffs. I want to see Terrence Mann take that step forward. I need to see Luke Kennard hoop. I need to see these guys step up, man. Um, hopefully, Serge Ibaka gets back on the court. I feel like I haven't seen him play basketball in forever. You know, but there's not going to be no Kawhi for the foreseeable future, man. And you don't have your draft pick this season. So, there's no value in losing games. You're trying to make the postseason. PG's been killing. I hope. I, I don't hope. I believe he is going to keep it up. He's just been that good this season. And, you know, they got the win last night. I thought the game was over, so I didn't, you know, tune into the last, you know, couple minutes. They were down like seven points and ended up winning the game by five. It was OKC, but, you know, you're down late to, you know, Shea's having a great game. You're down late, and PG was able to will his team back. Shout out to him. And hopefully the Clippers can turn it around. I'm hopeful that they will. Um, John Morant, I want to talk about him, too. Uh, I feel like I talked about him a lot this season, but he's just been that good. He's been that good. He's taken that step into... It's a real stardom. You know, he's been a very good young player, but I think he's taking that step into becoming a star, borderline superstar. I think it's that John Morant's one of the more valuable players in the league. I don't think that's, you know, too obscure to say. He's one of the more valuable players in the league. Think about this Memphis Grizzlies team before he got there. They were kind of, you know, bottom of the conference for a couple years. He gets there, they're instantly competing for the playoffs. And now this season, you know, roster looks like it took a step back. He's playing a lot better, and other guys stepping up too. Desmond Bain's been playing really well. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to get it going at some point. I believe that. He's too talented not to. Um, they've been getting good play from DeAnthony Melton. Interested to see when Dylan Brooks comes back, how he fits into the mold. Maybe Kyle Anderson's a trade piece. 
This team's very good. I really like this Grizzlies team. They just find next guy up mentality. That's their team. They trust their young core. I love that for them. And John Morant is the leader of that. Um, big win last night against the Nuggets. What the hell's going on with Michael Porter Jr.? I need to. I, I gotta know. He got paid and just turned into like somebody that doesn't want to shoot shots anymore. Before, before he's like, I'm taking you know no shots a bad shot to him, and now he's shooting like 11 shots a game. Step it up, man. Get. I don't know if they're not getting him the ball or he's just not looking for a shot, man. He needs to step it up, man. We need the Nuggets need him to be like a 20, 25 point per game score for them to be successful this season. Next up, we got to talk about the Portland Trailblazers losing a game to Philly with no Joel Embiid, no Ben Simmons, and no Tobias Harris. The three highest paid players on the Sixers did not play last night, and the Blazers lost this game. Dame is still in a slump. How long is this going to last? I don't know, but it's not looking good for the Blazers. I guess it's kind of promising that they're not garbage and Dame's been playing bad this season, but man, this team is just like, I don't know. I just... They got to shake something up. It's, it's time, bro. They got to shake something up. This is kind of an inexcusable loss. Like, you shouldn't lose to a team that is led by Seth Curry. No no disrespect to Seth Curry. He's been hooping this season. But, you know, you shouldn't be losing to a team like that. Andre Drummond had a really good game last night. Shout out to him. Blazers, bro. Figure it out, man. Figure it out. A trade might be, you know, coming soon for them. Hope. I think it's just time, man. I think it's time. I think Blazers fans will tell you that. One game this season, like, they'll look good, then the next game they look terrible. Dame's going to step it up at some point, but, man, that's just not a good look. I want to talk about Cole Anthony real quick because um, he's been under the radar very elite this season, man, and he's showing a complete point guard game, which is promising. This is a team that drafted a guard in this draft. They already had Markel Fultz. They traded for R.J. Hampton last season. Cole Anthony's been the best of the bunch. Even though Markel hasn't played this season, Cole Anthony's been the best of the bunch. He's he's showing a lot of promise, man. I think he's gonna make it an interesting decision on you know who is gonna be the guards that they go forward with because they have a lot of talent in those backcourts. You know they got four guards that are young and have a lot of potential. It's like they gotta choose between you know somebody at some point. Cole Anthony's making it real compelling right now. He's rebounding the ball. He's you know passing the ball very well. He had a 31-9-8 and eight game last night. It was very good. Franz Wagner has been really elite, looking like one of the steals of the draft so far. He's looking elite so far this season. And the Magic are fun. I love seeing the young town on their window. Carter's been cool. Obama's been cool. I like the young town they had. They beat the Timberwolves last night. Team that I'm kind of high on. I'm disappointed that they did lose this game. I think they'll be cool. They'll bounce back. I like how the Timberwolves... What I don't like, their offensive rating is very low. Like I think they're like bottom five in the league, but defensively they're like top ten, which is promising because last season defensively they were bad. Uh, other games last night, the Raptors beat the Knicks in the Garden. Toronto sneakily has been a cool team this season, man. That's without Pascal Siakam. Scotty Barnes is cool. I don't think he played last night. OG Ananobi stepped it up. He's having a very good season. His percentages were low to start, but I think they're starting to creep up a little bit. He scored 36 last night. Very good game from him. Uh, the Knicks... They'll be cool. The Knicks are cool. I think they're 5-2 and two now. A um, couple games they lost at home to teams that they might be, you know, able to beat. But the Magic have got sneaky wins this season. And the Raptors are 5-3. and three, So, they're playing good ball. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Washington Wizards. The Wizards were another 5-1 and one team going into the night. I really love, I love what the Wizards are doing, man. Um, guys are buying into roles and being effective outside of what they're known for in is what I'm trying to say. Like Kyle Kuzma is rebounding the ball very well. Never really was known for being an elite, an elite rebounder, but I think he's like near the tops in the league in rebounds per game. He's been very good. 
Also been cool on the defensive side of the ball. KCP doing what he does, shoot close to 40% from three, nine, 10 points per game. Montrez Harrell's getting back to his six man of the year form. And it's promising that Bradley Beal's not playing like amazing basketball and they're still winning games. Very promising. Uh, the Hawks, kind of a much needed win. They've been kind of, you know, back and forth this season. Team is too talented not to start winning games consistently. A very good win for them. And the last couple of games, I don't really have too much to say. Actually, I do. Um, the Pacers did beat the Spurs. I didn't really watch anything about that game. The Cavs beating the, the Charlotte Hornets. But, or, but when the season started and I seen that, that three big lineup, essentially, that they were running, I didn't like it. Then I watched them against the Lakers. They didn't win the game, but I liked what I saw. Um, Evan Mobley defensively, versus, very versatile as a defender. I love what he brings to the table. Might be the most important player on the Cavs right now. Jared Allen has been very good. Also, a menace on the defensive side of the ball. And Lori's been cool. Markin has been cool. Uh, Darius Garland, I love what he brings to the table. Colin Sexton was kind of mid when I watched him in that Laker game. But he's somebody, he's a scoring guard. He's what this team kind of needs right now on the perimeter. But I I don't want to, they didn't pick up his option um, going in, or they didn't extend him going into the season. So it's kind of interesting to see where this you know, transpires in the end. But right now the Cavs 4-4, four four, I like what I'm seeing from them. They're playing really good ball. Uh, beating the Hornets last night, that's a quality win in Charlotte. I like that a lot. Maybe watch out for the for the Cavs in the playing race, man. They started off last season good, too, and they kind of traded Drummond, who was playing good for them, and they kind of fell off a cliff. But maybe this season is the year that they try and push for the playing because I think that's what teams should do, at least, you know, first half of the season, see how good your team is and push for that playing. Uh, the Cavs, definitely keep an eye on them. And at the very least, they're a fun team to watch, man. I love watching this young talent, you know, develop. I, I, definitely a team that I'm going to watch a lot more as the season goes on. But, yeah, other than... Um, the Celtics pissing me off a lot last night. Some great basketball, man. Enjoy talking about it with y'all. Be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you are new. I did not say that at the beginning of the video. Helps out this channel a lot, trying to hit 500 subs by the end of the end of the year. Maybe the end of this month, who knows? We're trying to get there though. Can't do that unless y'all subscribe, leave likes on videos. It will help out more than you guys know. I appreciate it. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. And I'll catch y'all next time with another video. Peace.